Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delightful, intoxicating page of Talmud a day. Why two adjectives? Well, because we have two pages today. Nazir 11 and 12, and because they are a head trip. Have, have a taste. The Gemara answers. The Mishnah is incomplete and is teaching the following. If they poured a cup of wine for one, and he said, I'm here by a Nazarite, and therefore will refrain from it, from drinking the wine, he is a Nazarite. And if he is intoxicated, and they pour a cup of wine for him, and he said, I'm here by a Nazarite, and therefore will refrain from it, He's not a Nazarite. Why? Just because he's drunk? What is the reason for this? The Gemara goes on to ask. He is considered to be like one who said, this cup is forbidden to me like an offering. The Gemara asks, and if you would say that this was his meaning, let him say so explicitly. Why would he say, I'm here by a Nazarite and therefore will refrain from it? The reason is because he maintains, if I specify this cup, they will bring me another cup and aggravate me with it. I can't drink anymore, guys. It is better that I say to them this statement, which is definitive to them, and they will understand that I do not want to drink any more wine. The Mishnah continues, and an incident also occurred with regard to a certain woman who was intoxicated and took this vow, and the sages explained her statement accordingly. What? A confusing but delightful meditation on the relationship between drunkenness and spirituality and Judaism and vows and all the lovely topics that we deal here in Tractate Nazir. And to help us untangle it, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show my dear friend, my rabbi and teacher, and one of the greatest Hebrew writers of our or any other generation, Rubi Namdar. Welcome, my friend. Oh, such a pleasure to be here with you today. No, look, innocently, because I was very innocent before I met you. You know, you this, always right? are very innocent, right? I know, you but but are. I was almost completely, you know, uh, uh, blameless <laughs> before I met you, and and I thought, mm-hmm. you know, Judaism was a religion that didn't really have a lot to do with drinking, and here you are teaching me, and the Talmud teaches us today that we actually think about drinking or drinking a lot, a lot. Uh, how do you understand today's stuff? Uh, okay, to get to the to the psycho- psychological and uh, uh, legalistic whatever uh, uh, entanglement of this sugya, you have to really think about what it means. The idea of Nazarite or Nazir, what it means, and like what the essence of it, because it's a fascinating essence. You know, in contemporary Hebrew, when you say Nazir, you think of the first image that comes is like of a of a Catholic monk mm-hmm. or a Buddhist monk. So you have this kind of pre-idea, predisposition to like assume that this is somebody who lives a monastic life away from the world, does not have any relation to the world, does not have sex, cannot marry, denounces all the world. And that's the word Nazir in Hebrew too. But but the biblical idea of Nazir, Nazarite, is a very different thing. And it's a baffling and wonderful concept. The only two things, and this is from the book of Numbers, uh, Bamidbar, chapter uh, 6, the only abstinence, the only things that the Nazir abstains from are, at least according to the Bible, drinking wine or anything that comes from grape and cutting one's hair. That's it. So you're basically a sober person with an overgrown hair. 
That is a very strange way to view Nazirut. Nothing else is specified. No sex, no need to abstain from commerce or politics or anything in the world. You just walk around with what the Bible calls Nezer, the crown of your Lord. You wear your big hair, and I love this image. You wear your big hair as a crown of piety, Mm. and you're sober. Why sobriety? First of all, from this we learn that our ancestors drank plenty and all the time. (laughs) Because it's such a statement to not drink wine. From this we learn that wine was a very essential part of social life. And our sugya, the one that you brought today, shows you that people pour wine for each other all the time and actually say no. This whole idea is how do you say no when some schmuck like Rubinanda tries to push the fifth bourbon on you. <laughs> right? So think about it. From, from what is not told to us, we understand things about our ancestral heritage, that drinking and heavy drinking and in proportional drinking sometimes, was a serious part of the social and maybe even religious life of ancient Israel, which is something you and I are trying to resurrect a- right a- now. Amen right? to that. That's, that's our type yes. of Judaism, absolutely. Exactly. Now, we have to also remember, what's with the wine? What's with the grape? So as you and I and anyone who has ever joined us in study know, the forbidden fruit in Eden was not the apple. There was no apple in Eden. There are a few versions. I personally like the fig. However, many rabbis say that the grape was the forbidden fruit. And therefore, intoxication and wine have a whiff of the forbidden fruit and the fruit of knowledge. So therefore, if a Nazarite refuses to partake, I want you to think about it here, refuses to partake in the fruit of knowledge, in an intoxication which takes us all the way back to the forbidden fruit, it suddenly becomes very interesting. Very interesting. So it's not just like I have a drinking problem, let me refrain from wine. It's really a reverse spiritual path. I want you to notice a few very interesting things about this. First of all, Nazirut is always, always, in a time frame. You never become a lifetime Nazir. You have to have a period of time, and then you must b- drink wine. You must have Nazir Ishtay Yain, because you can't like walk around all the time thinking you're not going to partake in the forbidden food. Right. So the Nazir is almost forcibly given wine, and then if that Nazir wants to become a Nazarite again, they have to go through the whole process again. So you can't be holier than thou for all your life. Number two, when the Nazirut period is over, the Nazir has to bring a very hefty sacrifice offering, a whole lamb. That's expensive. You know, people ate meat two, three times a year if they were lucky. To bring an entire lamb for sacrifice, you have to be rich or you have to work very hard. This is a dear price to pay for your pride, for your haughtiness, for your thinking you're above, above the human condition. Okay, with your big hair and your sobriety. The third thing that is very interesting is the gender-bending part of this. This is one of the only practices in the Bible that the Torah says openly, Ish o Isha. Mm -hmm. 
if a man or a woman, Yaslilindo, decided to go extra with their vows. This is a practice that men and women alike took. And it is very interesting. We never hear stories about a woman Nazarite, but the Bible tells us that there were women Nazarites. What kind of a personality is the Nazarite? It's a personality type. Maybe the Nazir is a, is a tool to help certain kinds of people for a limited period of time live up a certain fantasy of purity. And then they are forcibly given a cup of wine and they have to bring an off, a sin offering, a sham, khatat, because they gave in to their fantasy of purity and sobriety. This is how I view this. And I view the, the sugya that you just brought as almost a humorous bit, making fun of the pious, right. making fun of people with a piety fetish, if you will. Guys, lighten up. Be a little bit more fun, please. Yeah, and drink up. Amen. What wise words to take us into the weekend. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you, and Lechaim. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmucha, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. Thank you.